Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Of all the locations in the Wilmington area that have been immortalized in film or TV over the past 35 years, the former Ideal Cement Factory stands out. In the 1980s and 90s, the massive shut-down cement plant near Castle Lane was the site of more than half a dozen major film productions, some of them with very famous names. The Crow, Super Mario Brothers, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, cavernous and indestructible with a warren of terrifying subterranean tunnels, Ideal Cement was often used to give those films a gritty industrial feel that money couldn't buy which was a good thing for films that were on very tight budgets. So let's talk a little bit of Wilmington film history, history that took place in one of the unlikeliest of locations in the northern wilds of New Hanover County. This is Cape Fear on Earth, the podcast exploring the legends, historical oddities, and landmark stories of southeastern North Carolina. I'm your host, John Staten, and I'm a reporter with the Star News here in Wilmington. We're a Gannett paper that's part of the USA Today Network. For this week's episode, I'm talking with Jock Brandis, who moved to Wilmington from Canada in 1984 to work on what was then Wilmington's fledgling film industry. He's been here ever since. Brandis worked on several movies here based on the work of writer Stephen King, including Firestarter and Cat's Eye in the 1980s, and he has dozens of local credits to his name. Some of the movies Brandis worked on in the 80s and 90s were shot at least in part at Ideal Cement, and he joins me to talk about his days working at what was an iconic, sometimes uncomfortable, and even dangerous location. Okay, so I'm here with Jock Brandis. He's a film industry veteran, dating back to the very beginning days of the Wilmington film industry. He's a co-founder of the Full Belly Project. Jock, thanks for uh, being with us. Happy to be here. Well, um, and this weekend, we should mention, on Sunday at 4 o'clock, out at the Point Theater in Wilmington, Jock's going to be talking about his experiences working on the uh, Wilmington-made film Maximum Overdrive, which was based on a Stephen King novel. It is. It was, uh, it's kind of interesting for... Or a short story, maybe. Uh, very likely. Yeah. Uh, you know, I did a bunch of the Stephen King um, movies and... Uh, I think Dead Zone was the only one that I ever read the book on. Yeah, right. Everything else was just like, oh, here's a script and whatever. Yeah, now you were telling me that you got that Dead Zone was made in Toronto, and that's how you got first hooked up into the whole Stephen King world. I did. That was part of the David Cronenberg kind of world. And yeah. and um, and then at the end of the movie, uh, Dino asked me to come down here and help him set up the movie studio here in Wilmington. And, and yeah. That's Dino De Laurentiis, and you came and worked on Firestarter, and you've been here ever since. Ever since. Dino's gone, and um, and most people have, and I'm, <laughs> I'm still ticking around. This, All right. is, this is home. Well, we won't give away too much about Maximum, maximum Overdrive, because you'll talk a lot about that on Sunday. I will say it's, you know, that movie starts out great. There's a lot of, you know, people getting killed by flying soda cans and all kind of fun stuff so it'll be a it'll be a fun time so are, so they're going to screen it first and then you're going to talk you're going to talk and then screen it or a little bit of both i'm showing up and, and <laughs> all right joe delisandro is telling me where to stand and what to do and Beautiful. we've 
we've planted a few uh, questions for him, and then we're throwing it open to the audience. Excellent. Well, Joe Joe um, Joe Dalisander is a great guy. He's 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 a really I'm responsible for this series. He's kind of delving into Wilmington film history and kind of giving some of those old movies a light of day. And I mean, it's always interesting, and we can sit here and talk about these forever. That's what we're going to do right now. In terms of the real reason for being here, um, or one of the reasons for being here, is to talk about the old ideal cement factory in Wilmington. It's also called uh, the Roanoke Cement Factory. It's on Ideal Cement Road out there in Castle Hayne off Holly Shelter Road, kind of in the northern part of the county. You might kind of near I-40. Um, now see, back in my day, I was in high school in the 80s, so that was a place where, you know, us high school kids would run out and get in trouble and, you know, um, you know, talk about people like work like a worshiping the devil out there. There was all these uh, rumors of it, like a of a, of a satanic rituals, and which was, a, was I'm sure more rumor than actual fact. But for whatever reason, the ideal cement um, plant is, uh, opened in the early '60s and then it closed in the early '80s. So it was really only a factory for about 20 years. Um, after it closed, it became uh, in the '80s and '90s. It was just a hot spot of filming in Wilmington. Well, we used to call it. Um Stage thirteen. <laughs> right, right. It was bad luck. No one wanted to be out there. It was, uh, it 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 was ugly and dirty and cold in the winter and hot in the summer. I mean, it's basically a large abandoned cement factory full of asbestos and mercury <laughs> powders. Oh and, gosh. Uh, but but the reason we used it was that it was just this amazingly flexible place. There these huge cavernous spaces, you know, made of concrete and steel with with walkways and conveyor belts and tunnels and just this wow. fanciful stuff and you could basically turn it into anything yeah so that's what people so that's what really kind of drew people's imagination obviously people were drawn to it because there's you know half a dozen or more projects that were made out there so what the first one or one of the first ones that i can see on here was um one that you worked on was uh, little monsters and it seems like that was an extensive you guys were out there extensively. Well, that was great because, you know, the world in Little Monsters was this mythical, magical world underground. Yeah. Where it's eternally night and or eternal night and and kids would uh, who were smart enough could figure out that there was a, a portal under their beds and if they right. crawled under their beds at night they could get down and it was a it was a world of of eternal, you know, fun and games and snacks and um but you know you had to do the strange underworld thing yeah. so it was it was video games and uh weird walkways and catways and tunnels it's kind of strange underworld place yeah but the beauty of it is that that was an undestructible building so there's right. nothing you could do to damage <laughs> right. it you know it's an issue even if you're filming inside the stage and you're doing explosions yeah. or you're doing collapses right. you can actually destroy the inside of the sound stage right <laughs> there's no way you could destroy the three foot thick walls of the cement plant yeah and if you knocked a hole in the wall i mean who really cares it's just you know there was no way you could knock you know, <laughs> if, if if the art director says gee i'd like you like to put a, a hole in this wall we would just look at it. <laughs> <laughs> Say, uh, you know, maybe maybe your next movie, but that was it. Interesting. Well, and it often has been used for, you know, I mean, Little Monsters. I think that's like like Fred Savage, right? And he's running around. Um, what were some of the stuff? What were some of the things you built out there? What were some of the things that you worked on? And those um, for those movie? were really complex overhead catwalks, and yeah. essentially made out of shipping pallets and whatever. But the crow 
which was also which extensively shot out there was this kind of underworld abandoned yeah. industrial big eastern city thing yeah the crow with uh, brandon lee and that was a uh, you know well known for a lot of reasons some tragic i had a friend who worked out there she said there was some kind of industrial dance sequence or there's some kind of weird industrial dance party going on out there and they had these big oil oil lamps and there's dripping oil all over people <laughs> and it was uh, she said it was a fun time um, yeah, well, there's a there is an association with things going wrong that the cement plant had, which is yeah. why we call it stage thirteen. Yeah, you know? well, what were some of the things that went wrong over there? Over the, I mean, over the years. Well, anytime you have big explosions and stunts, you know, right. you're going to you know stuff weird stuff is going to happen. Super Mario Brothers shot yes. out there, and that was that was a movie that had a fair number of injuries in it, and. Um, it was, uh, I, I didn't work on that. I was hired on okay. and then I was fired before the, before the camera <laughs> well, actually well, might have been a bit, might have been a good thing. No, uh, Super Mario Brothers, and that's, all, that's, all, that's, that's one of the ones that, you know, when people talk about, you know, there's been a lot of good movies made in Wilmington, maybe a lot of not so good. Super Mario Brothers is one of the people that talk about of maybe one of the worst. Uh, I know Bob Hoskins, I worked on that, said it was the worst movie he's ever made. Um, it was, uh, and Dennis Hopper was in there as, as the villain, um, but they used that, um, I know that Super Mario Brothers used uh, Ideal Cement almost as extensively as anyone. They had the whole world set up out there. And Muppets for that. from Space. Yeah, what was, yeah, yeah now that was in the uh, 90s, right? Yeah, I, I, I built weird props for that I yeah. did I did stuff for Elmo and Grouch no no for the uh, oh Elmo and Grouchland yeah Elmo and Grouchland yeah and and uh, so I was basically building um, set building mechanical contrivances like volcanoes that spew trash and things like that <laughs> so I, I was I was fortunate I didn't have to get out there but again it was it was indestructible it was incredibly Flexible, and there were these endless, endless, weird, abandoned tunnels full of crap that, really? that were underneath there. That it seemed like it could go for miles because there were all these big silos and <laughs> conveyors and whatnot, and you could do pretty much anything with that it. That sounds terrifying. <laughs> what was it like just to kind of be in there and walk around there? I mean, I guess. Well, after lunch. about four hours, you got this horrible <laughs> feeling in your lungs. You know? <laughs> oh, no. And, well, because all of the big. Uh, all, all of the big rotating ovens that would that would make the I mean, right. in, in, 20, in 25 words or less there's the world's biggest rotating tube and you throw limestone in in one area and an enormous flame comes in the other area and cement comes out the other end yeah this whole thing is wrapped in asbestos and all I mean there was, right. there was the whole thing was a, was a, was a super fun site that we were filming in on a daily basis. <laughs> Well, see, how did that? Yeah, and yeah, that, that, to me that's just fascinating. And, and then, yeah, and then like a lot of movies that filmed there are the ones that really wanted this kind of gritty industrial look. I know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles yeah. shot there in the late '80s, and that was, um, I think, the kind of the bad guys hide out the Foot Clan with with a Shredder and all those guys were out at Ideal Cement. So it was used. I mean, in the '80s and '90s, it was used extensively. Well, you know, you could, and there was a strangely fantastic office building which really? had that a double swoop sort of 
you know, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright roof to it, which is, of course, all made of cement. And the <laughs> inside was this weird, um, you know, 1950s office design on acid kind of thing that didn't make any sense and was also abandoned. So, I mean, it, it was, it, if you were looking for something, if you didn't have a budget yeah. and you were looking for something for fantastical, you could find some place right there and just set up some lights and roll camera. Yeah, so was that part of it? Like, I mean, like a lot of these people who were filming out there, like, you know, I know Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that was basically an indie at the time, even though it went on to some success. They're looking for somewhere that's going to look cool, look interesting, and not have to, you know, not have to spend build it. A, and not have, not have to build it and spend a ton of money. There's that's a great point. And it, it's huge. Yeah. So you can you know you can do the little small tunnels, but if you want to have this really impressive giant cavern, yeah, which is huge. I mean that's very expensive to do. To to try and find that anywhere else, um, you know. And here all you had to do was light it, and there it was. It was huge. That's a great point. Well, then then one of the other early ones what I'm going to shoot out there was. Uh, Cyborg with uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh, you know, the martial arts artist, and that was shot, that, that came out in 89, so that was shot in the late 80s, and that was, you know, also probably, if, it was, if, it's, if it's remembered for anything, it's remembered for some accidents on the set. I think Jean-Claude famously kicked an extra's eye out or some, or some, or something like that, and... Uh, well, it was just, it just had the reputation, because first of all, it was an incredibly unsafe place to work. <laughs> right. You know, so right off the bat, and with all of these, this abandoned industrial stuff that we would clamber our way through, um, and sharp and rusty edges everywhere, oh, and, and debris from the last movie everywhere, it, it was basically an accident when it happened, and it did, so we didn't call it... Um, Stage thirteen for for no good reason. Yeah, and then well, and then probably for that very reason, um, it fell out of fashion. Or if it didn't fall out of fashion, it just you know people were like, you know what, we just we just can't justify filming there anymore. The last thing that I see that was filmed out there, and it's all fenced off now. You go out there, it's, you can't even really. I think back in the day, you could just. They drove in. As we did as teenagers, just drove up in, walked around, got into trouble, and now it's all fenced off, for, as it probably should be. And the Revolution, the TV show, um, which was set in this post-apocalyptic post uh, post world, was uh, shooting out there. So there was probably maybe a little uh, hearkening back to the old days of uh, filming in Wilmington. But that was you know 2012, so it's been about close to a decade before anything of... Uh, you know, anything big is really shot out there. Well, as you say, people are, are getting a whole lot more um, safety conscious. Yeah. And insurance companies are starting to actually pay attention to what goes on on the movie set. And yeah. uh, the fact that 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 it's covered in, in cement and asbestos dust, <laughs> you know, it, it's, there's an issue there. Yeah, that would, that would probably be a red flag to any insurance yeah, there would they, some, someone would pick up on that. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you know, it's kind of interesting to think what will happen to that place because, like, as you were saying, it wouldn't be exactly a cheap or easy teardown. It doesn't sound like. Fortunately, there is a there's nothing around it for miles, yeah. and so I'm thinking low yield nuclear explosion possibly <laughs> okay. might be the only thing that would take cool. it down. Wow. Either that, or 50 years from now, it'll be the fashionable you know hotel and night spot. There you go. Now, now, now you're talking. What was the other thing you said that shot out there? Was um, you said Muppet from, Muppets from Space, and then uh, 
There was one other one you maybe that you, that you said that shot out there. Anyway, no, it's um yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I mean, that's just to me, it's just a fascinating part of Wilmington history. You know, Wilmington film history. You know that all these crazy movies were you know shot out of this. You know. Kind of, and it's not, I mean, it's not even that remote, right? We could probably drive out there in 20 minutes, but um, we're downtown. But yeah, it uh, was within the the Screen Actors Guild radius for not <laughs> including travel time. Oh, okay. Well, that's... so it was. You know, if it was another three miles further out, yeah. then then and all of a sudden you do that, and suddenly you have you're into overtime an hour earlier and so you know that, that the, with an assistant director the 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 sag overtime circle is always heavily on their minds well i i, I can imagine so let's see if we've hit all these movies we talked about uh the crow we talked about yeah so um just one more reminder will uh, jock will be out at um the point at four o'clock on Sunday, September nineteenth. It's free. It's free. Well, yeah, that's even better. Well, it is. You just got to. Well, you can't got, turn that got, down. Got to buy popcorn because it definitely is a popcorn movie. It's yeah. not. It's not the worst movie I ever worked on. Right. That would be probably you know Deathbed, the bed that eats people. <laughs> that was. I have seen Deathbed, and it is it, truly horrible. Or, is, or you is, know what? 